to Nerd Cannon. I'm Beth. I am Paul. Uh, this is a podcast where two librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood and decide if they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerds. Today is a very special episode in the grand tradition of television shows that go on too long. We have a clip show for you. <laughs> too long? She's canceling us already. Um, so this is our, Paul, we've been doing this for a whole last year. A whole, more than a year, technically, but yes, yes a whole and, last year. And, and, and this is our, this is our reflection mm-hmm. on our first year and, um, it, you know, coincides with the new year, which we are going to like, not look directly in the eye. We're going to come into 2021 being good and not, you know, claim, make, making any big claims and just hope it doesn't hurt us. Oh, okay. Is that the plan? <laughs> that's my plan. plan. I'm going to like okay. low profile. I'm not going to touch anything. I'm that's just like going to sit down. Yeah. Hopefully. Right. Maybe a new cat. This is like a new cat. Fucking you just have to ignore it and then it will come to you. Okay. Well, that's, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, <laughs> So, Paul, what was your experience like this year? I had a great time doing this with you. It's been one of the highlights of 2020 for me in a, in a really shit year. Uh, this has been so much fun, and it, it's given me an excuse to go back and watch old favorites. And Beth has made me watch things that I don't want to watch, but that was a, a good <laughs> growing experience. No, it's been a lot of fun. I want to say as part of this, uh, I want to make it clear that the whole part of this that we're interested in is us going back and it's our own nerd canon. I don't want us to feel like, I don't want this show to feel like we are saying these are the things that you have to watch or you have to include in your nerd canon. We're not like nerd we, gatekeepers. We would not like to be nerd gatekeepers. We want to be just fun nerds who encourage you to go back and, and relive some of those old things that you remember and get a taste of that nostalgia and how wrong you were and how shitty your taste was as a kid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You have your own nerd canon, right? And we want to know about it too. Like, yeah, we would love to hear what things you guys put in your canon that maybe doesn't go in ours or vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's not the idea behind this whole podcast. After we've done a year, and it's just supposed to be a fun project, right? I don't yeah, know absolutely. Fun. What's your experience? Same. Um, and you know, that made me think what you just said. As I, you know, because part of our show is talking about our experience with the, with the item, the thing before we rewatch it. And so many of my times, I feel like I tell you the same time is like, this was a big one in my house. Like my family watched this. And mm-hmm. I, I, looking back at it, it's like the, the tastes of my, you know, little inner circle of people, you know, really kind of identified my tastes and helped to figure out what kinds of things that I watched and what I was exposed to. And so I guess that's part of what we're, you know, thinking about, you know, what are we going to make sure that we give our kids. But yeah, I've had a blast doing this with you. It's it's a good, it's a good time. I, I love listening to it. So here's kind of how this goes is that we, you know, we decide on what we're going to do and then I do like homework and we record them and I do nothing. Yeah. Right. Just to be clear. So, so I do all the homework. I do a lot of research. <laughs> That's not just like my personality, but then Paul does all the editing. So he listens to That's the, true. he listens to the nonsense and he probably has to cut out my like wine drinking noises and my like laugh snorts and stuff. Like, yeah, I'll do all the editing. And then I, this might make me sound like a, a loser, but like when they come out, sometimes we've recorded them like three months before 
And I listen to them like on the podcatcher, like when they come out, because I haven't heard them put together and I haven't heard them since we record them. And when you're having a conversation, it's a lot different than like listening to it. And, um, Paul, we're a fucking delight. So we're awesome, right? I really enjoy listening to it. I really enjoy making this with you. It has also been a highlight for me, and I'm so glad that we're doing it, and I hope you guys are enjoying it as much as we are. So we just, yeah, we had just wanted to kind of talk about how the year went. So, Paul, would you like to hear some fun facts? Yeah, absolutely. About our show? Um, mm-hmm. So I only have a couple, but this year we watched 12 movies, 6 shows, we read 3 books, we watched 18 music videos, and played 2 games for the show. We agreed, did you look at this yet? Would you want to guess how I many didn't. times we agreed? <laughs> Out of a possible 45 oh, I, times. Yeah, I knew. 30 times, right? Yes, we agreed 30 yeah, yeah. times out of a possible 45 times. That's each individual music video and stuff yep. that you're counting? Yep, yeah, all of that. Although, I will say Mr. Wishy Washy Pants because we have like a spreadsheet. <laughs> and there were several times when you were like, yes, conditionally. Yes, yep. just the song. I, yes, but conditionally I I counted those as yeses. So, um, and there's only been a handful of things that we both said no to. We, we both said no to some of the music videos, but the bigger things that we both said no to are Red and Stimpy, Saved by the Bell, and Family Matters. Also Thundercats, though. No, you, you said yes, conditional I to that. Conditional, you? yes. No. I think I even wrote like sorta in. Thunder, Thundercats. Yeah, you had sorta in there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, I mean, honestly, like, I thought we would argue more. I mean, I feel like I had to, we didn't always agree on the music videos, but I feel like those aren't exactly the, right, right. the biggest hills to die on. But, but I thought we agreed with each other kind of more times than I expected. Some of the stuff we watched really was super terrible in retrospect. Like, I was surprised, legitimately surprised by how much I hated Ren and Stimpy and Saved by the Bell. Yeah, when- me too. Yeah. <laughs> watching them again. Holy shit. Yeah. What were some pleasant surprises for you? Uh, so I don't know about surprises. Man, Clue and Spaceballs were pleasant rewatches. If Can you I say don't that? Say who's the boss was a pleasant surprise for you. Okay. Well, I have a note about who's the boss that I'm not so sure about <laughs> who's the boss anymore. Oh no! What yeah. about everything? Yeah, I don't know. We're, okay, here, here's one. Worst witch was a pleasant surprise for me. Hell yeah! Even though, even though I said no to that, that's I would say in retrospect, that's grown on me as sort of a that's that's a definitely I would put that not necessarily in my canon of like things to share with a little one, but definitely in the canon of movies to put on at a fun Halloween party. Yeah, for sure. To talk shit about with people who are there. That's like a movie that you put on to just talk shit. Absolutely. I had my group of friends from high school, like we had a party every year and that fucking movie was on every year without question, like in the background. Yeah. Yeah, so, and, 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 like so, it's yeah. not. It's a terrible, terrible movie. Oh, it's terrible, it's but awful. like it's terrible in a kind of a good way. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, absolutely. I think I wrote. Where did I write that note? Family matters. Who's the boss? Are both ones that I feel like maybe I didn't do justice to. I enjoyed my rewatch of you Family Matters. I know who's the boss. I, I watched, thought. Or, um, uh, yeah, who's the boss? That's what I mean. But like. <laughs> The, the farther away I get from it, the less I like it. It's still, I don't know. Okay. It, I, okay. 
So, yeah, did you have a pleasant surprise? I will say I really liked rewatching Jurassic Park. I mean, I oh, knew yeah, that, yeah, I knew I loved it, but I hadn't rewatched it in ages and it wasn't mm-hmm. one that I would have mm-hmm. like necessarily cuz cuz I felt like I couldn't just put it on in the background. I had to like really be like wrapped attention and I often don't that's not often how I interact with television at this stage of my life. Often, if I'm really paying attention to something on TV, it's because I'm doing podcast homework. So, like, I I really like to be watching it. The minute I put it on, I was like, oh, fuck taking notes. Like, I, like, turn the lights off. I eat popcorn. Like, I really had so enjoyed here's it. A, here's a, a little teaser because we're going, going to be doing Animaniacs, I think, Yeah. in the near future. Yes. If that all works out timing-wise. But the new Animaniacs is out, and the the thing they spoof to to kick off the new Animaniacs series oh. is Jurassic Park. Oh, and that's it's a funny. scene of them. It's like when they, you know, when they're in the jeep and they get to the park yeah. and they get out and they're like flabbergasted about yeah. the dinosaurs. That's the scene that Animaniacs is spoofing oh, that's great. to start the brand new series. That's what they chose is that scene. And I was like, yes. Jurassic oh, that's Park. pretty great. That was a um, good highlight. Yeah. I loved talking with you about Clue. That's been one of my favorites. Same Clue with Spaceballs. Awesome. Yeah. Ren and Simpy shocked me with how terrible it was. I loved talking about Legend with you because I hadn't rewatched that in a while. And I, it was bananas. And it was like a psychedelic shit show. And it was real fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Christmas ones, like, I mean, most recently, like, we just, we had a lot of fun doing that. So I, I enjoyed the Christmas ones, too. So as far as standing by, by your judgments, you might change. Uh, so here's the thing. I I might change who's the boss, thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. It Something is just, as I think about it more, it's rubbing me more the wrong way. I can also see myself changing. I don't know. Family Matters is one that I have said this before on the show, I believe, but I took a lot of shit for my judgment on Family Matters because I didn't do the watch justice, maybe, in that I didn't watch far enough into the series for it to. But here's, I also feel like here's the thing about Family Matters. It's not Family Matters anymore after Urkel takes over, and that's the real show. And right. like, that was a problem we had with it on the rewatch was that Urkel takes over and it becomes this totally different show from the first season. Yeah, and you're right. Maybe it does have some good, funny moments. I don't know. I'm going to stand that judgment. I think I'll stand by. Yeah. I could see myself watching more and getting a better impression of it, but yeah. Well, so here's what I was thinking about in terms of the watching the shows. Cause I was like, so should we like make a different methodology with how we like reevaluate how we watch shows? But then like, you know, because I was thinking about judging the shows based on, like, the beginning of a series, and and they might not, like, have hit their stride yet. But here's what I'm going to say about this. Consider that if you're trying to talk someone into liking a show, you start at the beginning, generally. Yeah. And I, as a human being in this world, have extremely little patience for someone who's like, oh, watch, like, three episodes, three seasons of this show, and <laughs> it's like, it's good. I'm like, you dick. I don't have time for that. Like, I don't have time to watch. I mean, I could see saying, like, you got to watch, like, two episodes before you, like, figure out what's going on. But I can't be yeah. watching three seasons of a show. I'm not going to do that. Uh, so two things I think about that two shows we haven't done yet that I would say don't hit their stride. Uh, number one is Simpsons, which okay. 
without we, we could, we'll probably have an episode about the Simpsons at some point, but the oh, first sure. two seasons are probably are bad for just as a way of starting off that conversation. The other one I think of is Star Trek The Next Generation, which I don't think it is. I think is, uh, see, should I ruin that? Should I ruin my judgment on that? I don't know. No, I mean, my no, I won't ruin my judgment, But I don't think, I th- yeah. don't think doing, watching one season of that even does it justice. So gotcha. I don't know. Family matters. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's maybe like a, like some person somewhere who has all the family matters collectibles and is super into that, but they would be like, you need to watch the whole thing. Right. Whatever. I'm, I'm sticking by that one. I think it's a different show. So <laughs> I, I, and, and the other one I keep taking shit for is my non watch of, uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> but that show's terrible, and I don't feel bad about that at all. I'm not yeah, wasting my the time. The entire time I rewatched it, I was like, Whoa. Did you watch any of the new Saved by the Bell? No! Fuck that. So no. we should watch new Saved by the Bell for a bonus episode. Should we, though? I mean, <laughs> it'd be funny. Well, we should yeah, watch I would, it I would do that. Watch. I would do that. The group watch would be great. That's really funny. Paul, <laughs> do you have some favorite moments from this year? You wrote your favorite moments, and I already wrote them, and I agree with your favorite moments. Spaceballs, Ghostbusters, Christmas Vacation, when we just have to quote yeah, the whole movie. Yeah, we just quoted the movie the entire time. One of my favorite moments, both in <laughs> recording it and then in listening and back in to life. it, in life, was when we talked about the 80s music videos and we talked about Total Eclipse of the Heart and I told you that it won the best symbolism award. That's the best like, I laughed so hard that I think I had a minor stroke and then like watching, like listening to it again, how hard we, I was fucking laughing again and it, it, like that goddamn oh, movie. Great. Oh God, what in the <laughs> fire movie? That fucking video. Holy shit. So that yeah. was like one of my favorite, like, cause those, you know, the 80s movies are really plum for comedy cause they are, Goddamn ridiculous. Um, I love how pissed you get at me when it's two trivias and a lie. Oh, and this is what I want to tell you. This is why you should join the Patreon people because we just did a bonus episode for Patreon and it was the first time that Paul ever got the correct answer on two trivias and a lie. And he didn't even berate me that much when I did it. Um, just so we're clear, two trivias and a lie was fucking Paul's idea. And every time I work really hard, I, like, rewrite them, like, 16 times to make them, like, t- whatever. You're doing and, great. And Paul gets pissed at me every time. I'll be halfway through reading. I'll be like, fuck you and your mother and the horse you rode in on. And I'm like, oh, yeah. why are you so mean? I think that's and, just um, the way the game works, though. <laughs> so, like, maybe what we need to do is start having guest people on to help you figure that out. Well, so there's two favorite moments that you didn't write on your list that I want to talk oh. about. And one is having our lovely guests on. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so we had Aaron on for Choose Your Own Adventure. Yes. Thank you, Aaron. Maybe we'll have you come back and do some more mm-hmm. Choose Your Own Adventure. We had talked that about was that. really fun. We had Brian on for Oregon Trail. We had TJ on for Mario. Am I missing someone? Nope, that's everyone that I had. But the other guest we had, which is my other favorite moment, is we got to interview Cory Doctorow. Yeah, holy shit. Well, that's in my notes down here. Holy shit. Remember oh, that time that we interviewed Cory Doctorow? Like, yeah. so, yeah. First of all, having the guests on was really fun, and we have a couple special guests planned already kind of tentatively for the upcoming year. We're going to try to have some other podcasters on and maybe be on some other shows just to get sort of some other some other peeps 
in, but certainly maybe more of our friends. So um, it was funny because now I'm starting to get messages from people like, if you ever do an episode on this, you have to have me on. And I'm like, shit, yeah. So <laughs> that's very funny to me because there's nothing better, I think, than having someone really passionate about something yeah, um, yeah, yeah. to be on. And, and I like I think that episode with Mario was so great because TJ was here and it was fun to hear you guys talk about it because I didn't have much to say about that. But it was so much fun to have to have that perspective. So thank you so much guys to our to our guests and to any upcoming guests that might happen. I have some that I really liked doing like the research. Like I go really down the fucking rabbit hole sometimes. <laughs> like I read so much about Christmas vacation and then I have to decide like what I think are the best. Cause otherwise it would just be an hour of me being like, and then I read this and then I read that. And I don't feel like anybody wants to fucking listen to that, but right. But, no, nobody. Nobody, nobody, nobody. But <laughs> I fucking watched a documentary on the making of the Take On Me video and I loved it. And I actually watched like two different things on it. And so that was a video I always loved. I had the vinyl as a kid. And so yeah. researching that and it was such a groundbreaking video, like researching that and getting to watch the process. That was very cool. So I really liked that. I really liked watching. I watched a scary stories to tell in the dark documentary by Cody Myrick. Um, and he's at scary stories doc on Twitter and we are now Twitter buds and he mm. posts some cool shit and we comment back and forth occasionally. Um, I'm interested to see like if he's ever going to do another documentary on anything that we loved. And I was actually thinking it might be cool to see if he wanted to come on and talk about scary stories with us, maybe as like a Halloween bonus up next year. Nice. Yeah. Um, I mean, who knows if he would say yes, but that just, I was, I was just thinking like, what a cool little research. I, I loved watching all that stuff on it. And then I happened to find him on Twitter and it just was, uh, it was a cool kind of thing. Um, so I, I really liked doing the research. Like I said, I really liked doing a Christmas vacation one. I like ones when I can find quotes from the people. So that's always cool. And um, I go all over to find the information and sometimes I definitely go down like a crazy wormhole. Like when I read that whole thing, God, what fucking movie? Oh, when we did Liam Before Time and I ended up reading about animation techniques for like 45 <laughs> minutes about like the thing, the cells and the layers and how they move. <laughs> so, um, I mean, do I really have time for all that? No, but I really enjoy it. I really enjoyed that. I also, one of my favorite things was something I had never heard of that you taught me about, Paul, which was the Tommy Westfall um, hypothesis. And so today, I think I went down a minor rabbit hole about it, like when you first had brought it up. But then today, I went real deep and I looked through to see what. I mean, how much of what we have watched is in, is encompassed in that, and both X ridiculous amount. Both X Files Family Matters that we covered this year are part of that universe. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was really, I thought that was really fun that we managed to uh, we managed to do that. But that was a cool thing that you taught me about, and I I really liked that. The one TV movie thing that I taught Beth about that <laughs> that she didn't know about. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing, and then the other. Well, I'm just saying the the thousand other things that you know that I don't know. Oh, like, well, I Chris mean, Columbus is and all that shit. <laughs> like, like who Chris Columbus? Is. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, and it's funny to me because I have a lot of friends that have different interests. Like I think Brian, who was on the show, knows a lot of different things. And I've referenced my friend Pat knows a lot about animation and Disney and that. Like I have some friends that have a lot of interests in specific things and I like to, to shoot them texts when we're doing certain episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's always, that's always good to me. I'm just looking back over the things that we, that we did this year. Man, fucking Thundercats. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a, so we did that really early on. We and did. that was really a bubble bursting for me. Yeah, that was like, the second that thing was, that we did. Oof. Thundercats was like really high on my list to do for this thing. And I love Thundercats. I'm sure I said this on the episode. You could go back and listen. But, man, it was such a bad rewatch. Right. I just... It was... Oof. I really liked doing the Choose Your Own Adventure. So I think that we should maybe do yeah, some more of yeah. those, maybe even as some live watch things. But, Paul, tell everybody what we did as our... Instead of a live watch this month with our patrons. Oh, uh, yeah. We did a Parsley game. Uh, if you are familiar with the Parse games from, well, this is before the 80s. I'm sure I wasn't, I'm not old enough to know when Parse games first started, but they were played in the 80s and it's games where it's input text into a computer and it spits out what happens and you explore dungeons or environments and it's kind of like you can go look around and pick things up and you're trying to complete the adventure and it really gave birth to computer games like Myst and Return to Zork. In fact, Zork was a parse game before it was Return to Zork, which is an actual sort of computer game. And I'm going to say this for Brian M, not not the Brian that was on, but I'm just going to say, want some rye? Of course you do, because <laughs> Brian M will get a kick out of that. And that's a shout out to Brian, who is a listener, and I appreciate you being a listener, Brian. But we played a live version of these Parsley games where I acted as the computer and Beth and our patrons acted as the player collaboratively and uh, went through these uh, a Parsley game uh, where you just sort of say where you want to go and explore and try and finish the adventure. And it's kind of like a very, a very, very simplified role-playing game almost yeah, you're not really playing a role but it felt like if i wanted to kind of teach someone how D D works it was almost like that it's like very 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 simple there's no dice there's no chance right. it's just but it was really really fun um and i think that would be fun to do again in the future like i had a good time with that and maybe even do it as an episode with some guests because it was a yeah. really good time um, so we, I guess we say all that to say, if you have been listening and you're enjoying us, definitely consider becoming a patron in the coming year because we are going to continue to do fun games. We do bonus episodes. So far, bonus episodes that we've done, we've done Cobra Kai. We did Die Hard. We did the Scary Stories, the new Scary Stories movie. We did a live watch of the Burbs. We played that game together. Like, we've been having a good time with that. So at this time, I'll give a special shout-out to our patrons, Justin, Logan, and Peter, who are incredible, and anyone else who's thinking about joining up with us in the future, definitely consider doing that patreon.com slash nerdcanon. You can do just a couple bucks a month and it helps support us, but it also gets you into doing fun stuff with us. I'll also say some special hellos. Paul just said a special hello. So I want to say special hello to 
Ellie L, Anna C, Sam M, and Brendan F, and really anyone else who's ever like texted me about listening or messaged me about listening. Um, it means a ton to me and a ton to us. I did in Steve, Matt, Lindsay, TJ with Brian. Yeah, too. and Brian, Brian, TJ, and Aaron are guests, but um, who texted no, me about it Brian. as well? Sorry, oh, Brian. well, no, Brian. Brian, my Brian G. <laughs> yeah, my Brian. No, <laughs> he's mine. <laughs> but I, you know, I, and, and my sister, my sister is a listener and, and talks to me about it sometimes. So I, you know, I appreciate all that very much. And it, it means a lot to think that someone's listening. And, um, Brendan, especially, we were so happy to get your excitement about the Corey Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> that was the proper response. That Thank was you, the Brendan. proper response. That you were so excited. Once again, remember that time we interviewed Corey Doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you Thank you, Corey. I'm sure you're yeah, listening. Holy shit, oh, right. Of he course, subscribes he's... to us now. I'm sure. Yeah, he loves us so much. Right. Corey, I hope that your vegan tofu or whatever the fuck was delicious. And <laughs> if you are looking for a book to read in the upcoming months, I would definitely recommend Little Brother. Um, my boyfriend just finished it. He's halfway through Homeland now. And um, we've all really been enjoying it. So, so and definitely attack surface, which is the new one. attack surface, which is the new one. So definitely consider that. What other stuff did you read or watch this year that maybe wasn't in the in our time frame that you might have liked? Are there any other shout outs you want to give this year? I'll give a shout out to uh, a series I'm reading now. I'm I'm actually almost done with the newest book of Brandon Sanderson's The Stormlight Archive, which is Brandon Sanderson, who is the author who finished Wheel of Time after Robert Jordan, who's right, now after Robert right. Jordan died. Brandon Sanderson has he is ridiculously prolific. I don't know where like how this guy writes as much as he does because it's absolutely ridiculous. And he has progress bars on his website for like the books that he's writing. That's bonkers. It's totally bonkers. Even if you don't like Brandon Sanderson, you should go, you should go or don't know who he is. Go look at his website because he literally puts up, he's like 83% of the way through writing this book. And then like 64% of the way through editing the next one. And he's writing like 18 books at once. And he's got a bunch of YA series uh, which I actually quite like his Reckoner series, which is a superhero thing. He's got a, a, a librarian of Alcatraz. I forget what the hell that name is, but um, a whole other YA series. He's got a, it, just a ton of stuff. Uh, Elantris or Elantris, however you say it. Um, the Mistborn series. It, it, but anyway, the Stormlight Archive is, uh, the one that I'm reading right now. And if you like nerdy, giant book series like game of thrones like wheel of time like lord of the rings uh it's probably up your alley in in that sort of nerdy giant fantasy tome like the the one i'm reading right now i think is around 1200 pages it's that sort of, and this is the fourth book in a five book series and he's planning another i believe five book series to stack on so this stormlight archive is going to be two five book series. Oh <laughs> and, Jesus um, Christ! So I don't know where he gets the time or inclination to write that much, but a uh, phenomenal fantasy writer. If you are a nerdy and like that sort of fantasy uh, literature, that would be something for for you. What about you? A couple things I read this year that I liked. I read the new Stephen King, If It Bleeds. Um, it's short stories. I liked it because, well, he's my favorite, but. I liked it because there was a story about a character from another one of his series that I enjoyed kind of kept getting in touch with again. So if you read the um, Mr. Mercedes series, there's a story about Holly 
in if it bleeds. So I liked that. Um, I finished recently the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendrix. And I liked his other one, which was My Best Friend's Exorcism. So they're set in the 80s and they definitely have a little bit of like a um, sort of Stranger Things-ish vibe, which I yeah. appreciate. You know, they're, they're gory kind of horror. Like you didn't like it? I didn't like my best friend's exorcism. It, it was only okay, me. I thought, but Southern Book Club yeah. by Disling Vampires, I liked even more. And that's about, it follows like a mom and his kind of forward is, you know, I know that moms have actual real lives. So what, why don't we ever watch what they're doing in these movies? <laughs> like, and I just, you know, so I liked that one. I don't know when it, I think it originally came out a little before this year. It's not super new, but the, um, Witch Boy graphic novel series. Paul, have you read that one? Oh, yes, I have. I like that too. I really like it. Um, and the third one we just got in my library, so I really like. Oh, we don't have it yet. You're going to have to send it over to me. Yeah, I will send it over to you. So I'm just trying to look up that M- Molly Oster tag. I knew I wasn't going to come up yep. with it off the top of my head. So that, uh, Witch Boy Hidden Witch, um, and the Midwinter Witch, we just got the Midwinter Witch in and I really liked it. Um, so I like that series a lot. And I also read, um, in terms of like, uh, hippie self-help feminist bullshit, I read, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, and I just bought it for both my moms uh, for Christmas because I really liked it a lot. Um, and I I start a lot of self help books and abandon them. All of those like Oprah book clubby whatever, but this one I read all of it. Say it isn't so. I don't. Yeah, I don't love them, but I really liked Untamed and its essays. So you can kind of pick it up and put it down when you have time, which I liked too because I could stop and then read vampire porn in between which I appreciate. So, yeah, so I liked that. Did you watch any good shows or listen to any good podcasts this year that you wanted to mention? I was not being a good listener. I was trying to think about this while you were talking. And I I don't think, I mean, I'm sure there's something in there, but nothing stands out to me in the moment of this is something that I really wanted to share. So, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe think of something later, but about three in the morning tonight, I will think of exactly what I wanted to say right now. You but will, no, yeah. nothing stands out. Spaceballs. Yeah. <laughs> well, Spaceballs. right. And you know, a lot of my watching ends up being podcast watching stuff, but I liked the new, um, the new Unsolved Mysteries and I've been listening to True Crime Obsessed podcast about it. And I listened to, um, and that's why we drink, which is True Crime and Paranormal. So I've been listening to a lot of True Crime podcasts lately, which I've been really it's not, <laughs> I love, and I listened to Buffering Vampire Slayer, which I love, although I'm personally victimized by season six of Buffy, so I'm having a hard time with it uh, right now, and also Savage Love, I'm a Magnum subscriber, so I, I love that if you're looking for sex and relationship advice. I love that one. Oh, I will say this. The Expanse is phenomenal. The book form and the TV show form. That's on Amazon. It's nice. streaming. The book is by James S.A. Corey and actually Matt, who we just give a shout out to. I believe Matt is the one that recommended that to me originally to read the books. And it was subsequently made into the series for Amazon. And both versions, they're not quite the same, but both versions are just amazing in terms of, I don't want to say hard science fiction, but harder science fiction. It's not sort of Star Wars-y. It's, it's definitely more grounded science fiction that is, I think, appealing even if you aren't interested in the sci-fi aspects of it. The interpersonal drama is also phenomenal. So awesome. Nice. It's really, really good. Very cool. Do you have any goals uh, for the coming? Are you like, are you a... Um... Are you a New Year's resolution type of person? I am. Let me let me ask you this. Do you think I look like no. or act? No, a hundred percent no. I think no. 100%, I knew you were going to be irritated with me for even bullshit. asking. 
Yeah, no. I think your uh, face is bullshit. Oh. Wow. Okay, so I guess <laughs> finale episode for the podcast. Okay, see you guys later. Does anybody want to be my co-host? Oh man, that's that's cruel. You're not even gonna, you're just gonna continue without me. Yep, with your idea. <laughs> not even an integral part of this uh, this podcast. Oh, that's not true. How would I do it? No, I knew you were no. gonna. Say that. I knew you were not. You were not gonna be a. Why would you have me change perfection, Beth? It's true. It's true. <laughs> I wouldn't dream of it. Paul, my favorite lumberjack. Paul looks like a lumberjack right now. That's right. I don't have a beard. We should work on this. And my favorite, my favorite thing about COVID, this is the total aside, but my favorite thing is that, you know, we're teachers, right? We're librarians and we're at school. So like we were home for all those months. And then I think like every dude I know experimented with growing a giant beard while they were home. But now they have to try to put masks on over the giant Santa Claus beards. And it's kind of my favorite look is like, cause I don't know what it all looks like under there. And I'm just, I just see this beard coming out and they just look really uncomfortable and itchy. And there's just, that's a total yeah. useless aside, but it is one of with the, with the, the chops, the mutton chops. I you did. Things. You had those really going for a while. Yeah. I shaved them off. They got annoying. <laughs> Were they itchy under sucked, the mask? Man. Were they itchy under the mask? Fucking wearing masks. <laughs> Worst. Yeah, oh, I don't mind the mask, but I do mind facial hair because it sucks. See. Well, that's not a problem I have to deal with. Okay, so, well, coming up next year, then we're planning on having some more special guests. Like I said, we're hoping to have some other podcasty people on. Um, we will have more exciting episodes. Hey, please let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. We can make our schedules based on what we think is cool, but if you guys let us know what you'd like to hear, we'd be happy to incorporate those ideas. It would be, we would love to have some more interviews, so I got to work more magic on Twitter and see if I can get some more um, famous people. Guys, the funniest conversation Paul and I ever had was me trying to convince him that I got Cory Doctorow to come on our podcast. He didn't believe me for a solid hour, and it was the middle of the night, and I was very drunk so the whole thing was yeah. real yeah. funny which i mean in my defense yeah <laughs> why would i believe you <laughs> my defense, how often do i just wake you up to bullshit you i don't know <laughs> not very often <laughs> anyway do you want to tell people here's here's like part, partial lineup for next year yeah tell them some lineup stuff yeah i already said animaniacs we have pokemon which is gonna be That'll be fun. E.T., Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, I, you think of that, the full name is Fresh Prince, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? Fresh I just think Prince Fresh Prince. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Top Gun. We're going to do Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew. Star Trek Next Generation. Although that might be a blend into just an overall yeah, just Star, other Trek. Star Trek stuff. Michael Jackson. Beth wrote Ooh. Michael Jackson video extravaganza. That's what I wrote. Yeah. That's what you wrote. Princess Bride, Sandlot. Oh, are you afraid of the dark? Are you afraid of the dark? And the Nightmare Before Christmas is what we have so far. Nightmare Before Christmas in October and not December. Fucking Halloween movie. Fight me. That'll be an interesting conversation too. Fight me. I mean, it can also be, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am drinking out of my Christmas Nightmare Before Christmas glass, but it is also Halloween. We're not it's talking about this right now. Super. You, you could just Just down. get the preview for. <laughs> <laughs> for next year um yeah so but you could tell that wasn't all of the times that the podcast will happen so please let nope. us know if there are topics that you're interested in we're lining up some guests um 
we're gonna, yeah, we gotta get some games in there. We gotta get some other books in there, some shows. So we're excited to put the, another year forward. So I guess basically, thank you so much for listening. Paul, thanks for doing this with me. Yeah, thank you. Join our Patreon. We're a delight. You could be even more delighted with us. And also, hey fuckers, if you're listening to us and you're on social media, follow us on those things and like retweet us or whatever reblog. I don't goddamn know, but all that stuff, do that stuff to try to get the word out because it would really help us out. Leaving us reviews, even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, if you leave us an iTunes review, that <laughs> helps get us what? <laughs> Even if you, how are they going to, even if you don't listen, oh, on, I, oh, I get it. Sorry. Correct. I was behind you. If no, you like, so even if you use a different podcatcher, if you go yes. to, I, most, so like, I think some un, some huge portion of, yeah, like 90 like something percent of people use iTunes. So I don't use iTunes as my podcatcher because I don't have an iPhone, but if you leave a review on there for us, it's going to help us get noticed and help more people listen to us and you can spread the nerdy goodness. So we would appreciate that. Also, you look pretty today and you're doing a good job and we love you. All of you, everyone. It's all about the love. Um, anything else? Did I forget anything? Paul, I think you have some other stuff you wanted to add to this episode. Did I? Making fun of me. What? I don't remember that. That doesn't sound like me at all. That doesn't sound like you at all, making fun of me pronouncing names. and Oh, shit. Okay, you're right. Okay. We have two two special bonus clips that I will insert at this appropriate time that Beth was going to have to wait until this episode comes out to hear. I don't even get to hear them now because they're still in no, progress. But Paul has, still in progress. Paul has me mispronouncing names. Yep. I would like to For point out, sol- Paul. It's like a solid 13 minutes, I think. Oh, no, fuck off. Paul pronounces exactly zero names. <laughs> and then uh, me being horny Gosh. people. I just did it. <laughs> yeah. Did by British video director Howard Greenhall. A name. <laughs> G-R-E-N-H-A-L-G-H. Paul, what do you think on that? Greenhall. Oh, sure. Uh, and Greenhall. The writer is William Hortzberg. There's a fucking silent J in that one. That's another one I should have looked up. Uh, do you want to hear some fun facts? Yes. Uh, okay. So the song was written by... Oh, this is one of those situations where I should have looked up the pronunciation. The song was written by a lead singer, Ivan Doroshuk. And this was directed by Russell Mulcahy. Oh, right. Uh, Mulcahy, I know him. Yeah, shut your mouth. Piper's right, yep. Actress... Bunty Bailey. Yep, one more time. One more time. Her name is, but I saw her in the movie that I watched. No, Bunty Bailey, who played singer Morton Harkett's love interest, um, went on to start that's in their follow-up also video. Not a real <laughs> They're Norwegian. Oh, okay. He recruited two friends, uh, Paul Dillenberger and Bill Heinemann, to help. It was directed and produced by Don Bluth. Written by Stu Krieger and Judy Freudberg. The film stars the voices of Gabrielle Damon, Candace Hudson, Judith Barcy, and Will Ryan. And the narrator is Pat Hingle. was released on August 9th, 2019. It was directed by Andre Overdahl. And the story was by Guillermo del Toro, Patrick Melton, and Marcus Dunstan. So it's based on Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> Patrick Melton, and fuck you very much. Yep. <laughs> 
based on scary stories to tell in the dark books by Elvin Schwartz. Stars Zoe Margaret Coletti. <laughs> I've lost steam on that one. She has three names. Zoe Margaret Coletti, Michael Garza, and Gabrielle Rush. No one famous. Um, it was created by Josh Howell, John Hurwitz, and Hayden Schlossberg. Uh, it stars Ralph Macchio and William Zabka. Okay, director Jeremiah S. Chetchik. You would think I would have looked that up, but nah. <laughs> you wouldn't think that if you've ever listened to any other episode of our show. And, uh, and, and Beth being thirsty. That one probably is like a 13 minute. <laughs> probably. I just re-listened to the X-Files episode and I really talk about how much I want to bone them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so here, so yeah, look at the list. Beth. Okay. I'm looking at the list of the ones we did this year. And you tell me which episodes do you think you have a thirsty okay. clip for? Okay. Ready? I'm going in order. I definitely uh-huh. will probably, I say I want to make out with include Tim Curry and probably both Miss White and Miss Scarlet. Um, Thundercats, yeah, we talked about how that made me bisexual, so we're good with that. Do I want to suck anybody in? Oh, um, well, Bill Pullman. Bill mm-hmm. Pullman. Not to be confused with Bill Paxton, Paul. Whatever. Maybe both of them. Yeah, no, no thank you to Bill Paxton. <laughs> um, and then I'm looking at the videos. Oh, shit. Perfect drug video. Okay, so that's at least 10 minutes of me talking about boning Trent Reznor. Do yourself a favor and Google what Trent Reznor and his wife look like now because it's a good, it's a good Google. <sighs> Guys. But I kind of low-key want to make out with Rivers Cuomo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Only because I know he wouldn't want to make out with me. It's like a weird I gotta start keeping... My, uh, goth teenage heart has such a boner for Trent Reznor as does my grown adult 36 year old woman heart <laughs> thinking about let's make out in the water um, and so that's my song about that it clearly goes in my nerd canon and in other places too <laughs> should we have a spank bank list oh god <laughs> legend I want to fuck <laughs> in the costume um probably i probably said i wanted to make out with with teenage tom cruise but i don't want to make out with real life tom cruise (laughs) i was very distracted by his hair i really like a dude with long hair everybody in case anybody cares and um he has he has long hair in this film you might have noticed and i very much enjoyed that I want to make out with both of them a lot. Oh, see, you, they're very glittery, his, yes. and they're pretty. You know, Mia Sarah's sixteen in this movie, right? Yeah, I was four, okay. so it's, okay, fine. it's fine. Um, I still want to make out with her. If you Google Mia Sarah today, yeah, uh, early fifties, she looks just as gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Trent Reznor is a dreamboat as Moving well. On. Moving on, I wrote that there's a lot of Tom Cruise bare legs. That's why I want to go with him, Paul. No dude has ever said that <laughs> shit to me. And he's just so weirdly demon hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think that we said Paul wanted to make out with Tony Danza. What? And okay. who's the boss. So I think we said something about you getting like a Tony Danza tattoo. And Wait, that He was charming, more charming than I would have yeah. guessed. And I also wrote... He's kind of hot, and I feel weird about that, because I never would have, you know, when he comes downstairs with no shirt on, and he's got a tattoo, and he's got this baseball bat, and he's going to protect her, and like... Do I want to make a, oh, Jurassic Park, fucking... 
It's fucking Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but, uh, Dern. Hmm? No, I don't think I want to. No, I'm okay. I mean, listen, okay. I would take her out to lunch, but I don't think I. Okay. Um, did you want to make out with Laura Dern? Uh, no. Yeah, okay. Also, speaking of my boyfriend, Jeff Goldblum, yeah, he looks great. He looks great. And this, he looks great now. He is dreamy and ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, Jeff Goldblum is super hot. Is that that's your note? Or yeah, I guess I skipped over everything. That other stuff wasn't important until we get to Jeff Goldblum. Why does Jeff Goldblum look so good? They just randomly show him sexy shirtless lounging. It's very good. I would make out with Chris Pratt. Oh, okay. If, <laughs> I would very much rather like make out with uh, with with Jeff Goldblum circa 93 or circa today. Wait, so Jeff Goldblum is, t- is higher than Chris Pratt? Yeah! Earth Girls are easy, man. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow, you're getting off track. And I definitely, additionally, really want to ride on that ride at Universal with my kids. The the Jeff Goldblum ride? The Jeff Goldblum ride. Not with my kids, kids, you creep. I feel like I said that Bonnie What's-Her-Face could get it in total clips of heart, but I don't really want to bone any of these people. The ninjas? The flying ninjas? (laughs) I feel like they're Spondy clones. I feel like in Saved by the Bell, I said that Mario Lopez can still get it, but I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm probably fine. Oh, as an aside, did you see that fucking Mario Lopez is in a new movie where he's a sexy Colonel Sanders? I did, yes, I did Do see that. Do yourself a fucking favor and just look that picture up, and that's all you need. That's all you need. But I'm also going to say, no. if like 1993 A.C. Slater with his muscles and his ever-present sweatpants <laughs> junk... <laughs> shows up, I'm probably going to be like, you can call me whatever you want. But I, I don't mean it. I don't want to mean it. That's another one of my notes. I truly couldn't stop staring at Slater's junk because in every, <laughs> in every scene in this first episode, it was, a, like I said, it was a dance-off. X-Files, the whole thing is me being thirsty. But there's no denying that teenage me had a huge boner. <laughs> can you say that again with a he... little bit more emphasis? <laughs> <laughs> my boner was considerable. I also, like, I mean, I don't know any little gay girl who doesn't just totally in love with Jillian Anderson. Yeah. Like, I mean, she, the both of a holy cow. If I could, wow. Okay, so. Is this your list? Is there any, <laughs> that's is there my any... list. That's the end of my list. I Not would Skinner. probably. <laughs> there are certainly other members of the cast that I would like to smooch, but. um it was, yeah, probably, but, like, if I'm going with anybody, I'm going with Marita Covarubias. Who's that? The fucking blonde chick, man. She has an actual name that I'm blanking on now that I definitely <laughs> know. She was also on Walking Dead. Okay. Anyway, but Scully definitely has that tattoo, and it's sexy. So that's <laughs> important to know. Ghostbusters, Paul wants to bone what's her face. That's my one. Who does that's not your only one, but that's definitely one. That's my one. I think that I don't know if I put that in the thirst. I think I I think she might be the only one I want to fuck in that movie. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like Yeah, no. Um we're good we're good. (laughs) Okay, so I said (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I didn't realize until this watch through, I, I wrote, I just realized Sigourney Weaver in this movie might be the origination of my attraction to curly-haired brunettes. Like, oh, there you that's go. That's definitely a thing for me. And I was like, hey, maybe it's from this movie. <laughs> like, that was imprinted <laughs> on my psyche <laughs> as a little kid. 
Like, oh, that's great. I definitely have a thing for Sigourney Weaver, and maybe it, it, it like... I mean, she's something else, man. Yep. I don't know who doesn't have a thing for Sigourney well, maybe. Weaver. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> I love her. Fucking Venkman is like, you have bug eyes, and then immediately apologizes. Yeah. He's such a douche <laughs> for no reason. And then Egon comes out yep. from under the desk! <laughs> Yeah, she's like, hey, what do you, do you like to read? I like to read. And he's like, print is Oh, dead. my God. No, I, like, all of it. Every, that whole exchange. I ship them so hard. I want to low-key fuck both of them. Like, I, like, I am so into it. I'm into how weird they are. Yeah. I'm into their Ill, ill-fitting glasses. I love all of it. I, ha- I have a low-key boner for, for weird Egon. <laughs> and I always did, ever since I was a kid. And that's what's wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> So you can add that to the weird list. And obviously he has, like, a boner for her and is, like, so pursuing I. her. Fine. Same. This is but my one clip that's going to be in the Thirsty I know. Show. Paul wants to bone Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. Everybody put it on record. Scary stories of the show, the Babysitter's Dad. I mean, Christina Applegate is adorable. I don't know. Oh, and David Duchovny is in that one, but he's not cute in that one. Family Matters, nah. Land Before Time, nah. Let's see. I mean, I'd go on a date with Snoop. For the record, I'm looking at the videos. I don't know if I said that or not, but like, <laughs> probably I like, not. I like his I mean, whatever. Crazy I, think kind of, I think he's kind of adorable. I mean, here's the thing about Alicia Silverstone and Liv Tyler. Crazy is crazy. That's a crazy video. Yes, I mean, please. You know, yes, please to them. You're a horrible person, then. What? Why am I a horrible person? You're like 12. In I that was video. a teenager when that came out. All right. Right, although this is a thing though, Lizzie Silverstone's kind of a nuts, nut job vegan now, but I, but like Liv Tyler as Arwen, yes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you want him, come and claim him. Yes. Yes, I will. <laughs> I really wanted to make out with her and I thought that was all very <laughs> cool. Just Alicia Silverstone. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, back to the future. Oh, we're switch again, Tim Curry, for the record. <laughs> now here's, okay, this is what I'm gonna say. I am on record as myself having a giant boner for Tim Curry. <laughs> it's in, it's in many of the recordings. It's, it's in many recordings. But here's the thing. It's the Tim Curry energy. It's the voice. It's the eyes that yep. does it for me. It's not a Polaroid of Tim Curry right. yep. no. that gets me, gets my engine revving. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, these bitches are like, oh, as though he's like JTT from Tiger Beat. <laughs> like, it's yep. not. Bob Hoskins? No Mario? No, I wouldn't fuck anybody involved in Mario. I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> hey, who's Luigi in Mario? What the hell? John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah, no thanks. Uh, uh, Back to the future, I feel like I said what's-his-face is charming, but I don't need, I'm good. But his hair is always stringy and in his face in all the movies. (laughs) That's his thing that he does. And I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of into it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That doesn't surprise (laughs) anyone listening. They're like, Beth, who would you fuck in this movie? Is it the least fuckable person? Yes. (laughs) National Lampoons, like, oh, Home Alone, Catherine O'Hara, hands down. Like, okay, first of all, I'm just going to say, I probably just need to say this once, but, like, I have such, I am deeply in love with Catherine (laughs) O'Hara. Like, I think she is gorgeous and incredible and a genius, and I love her 
and everything. And, like, I knew she was in this, but this is not the thing I think of her. Mm-hmm. You know, right. I don't think no, of this no, when I think of her. Yeah. Um, And so, not that wind. she's not great in it, but what's that? Mighty Wind. A Mighty Wind. I love all of those. Yeah, I fucking yeah, love yeah. Best in Show yeah. and all of the. I just... <laughs> I want to take her out to lunch. I want to smooch her. I just, I think she's incredible. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I feel like we actually forgot to talk about the keyhole cutout. We, we talked about it at the beginning and then we never came back yes, to it. because she's amazing. So there's that. It stars Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, another one of the <laughs> chicks I've been in love with, and Juliette Lewis. <laughs> No, I mean, I listen, I like her fine, but I, Beverly D'Angelo is a fucking hot number in these movies. See, I'm Um, disappointed you have a Christmas sweater on and not like a a peephole blouse on. Oh, shit, that's in my notes! (laughs) Oh, man, (laughs) that is the source of some memories for me. Literally, my next note is just Beverly D'Angelo is such a fucking smoke show. She's in bed with, like, a silky negligee, like, come on. Oh, my God. I thought I was going to just have that one clip. Apparently, it's going to be many clips from this show. Have you met me? There is nobody else fuckable in this whole movie. But she's got it unlocked. Wait, that's not true. Oh, Tits McGee at the store does not do it for me the way that Beverly D'Angelo does. She's got the voice. She's got those eyes, and she's in bed wearing, like, a fucking silky-ass negligee, and I just... And then, yeah, I'd probably, you know, I whatever, I wouldn't say no to Bruce Willis and Die Hard, but, like, I'm, I'm you know, it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> so, zero percent right. so, so of that's, like, 75% of the things we watched. <laughs> it's important to know what you like. Um, and if you like everybody, then it's way easier to find a match. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's what I say. So with that, are we... I don't uh, feel like we went through who you... I mean, just Sigourney Weaver, that's it? That's what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, that's it. Oh, no, that's not my only one. Uh, Saved by the Bell, I believe I mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't say... You're not going to say no to Dana Scully, are you? Oh, no, no. I don't know if I said anything, but that's... that. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. This was just us patting each other on the back and enjoying each other for a little while. I hope that you liked it. Join us next year for a lot of fun stuff. Join us on Patreon. Thank you to Joke Stanza for writing our theme song. Uh, find us on Instagram at NerdCannonPodcast, Twitter at NerdCannon. Email us at NerdCannonPodcast at Gmail. Uh, what's the next one coming up? All right, well, in two weeks, in two weeks, something is happening, possibly ET. Uh, we love you guys. Happy New Year. Take care. Thank you for listening. Bye. Oh, until next time. There we go. I actually was ready for that. Ah, I just want to say, for one time, I I was ready. Okay, okay, okay. Hey, guys. Until next time. Keep the nerd alive. Keep it alive. I was sitting here waiting. I was all like, yeah, I know. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Ha ha ha!